Thank you for joining me for your MMA scoop. This is Ray Zomoplatasu. So six, Ray Zomoplatasu. Joining me today is the man who got me into this. He goes by many names, Irish MMA. I know him as David. Tell him what you're about, brother. Well, first of all, I'd like to take full credit for bringing you into this. You're welcome, everybody. Um, what can I say, man? It took you six six episodes to get me on. I'm, I'm a little offended by that, but that's all right. Uh, here we are. Uh, what is it? October. It's almost Halloween. It's a great month. Uh, my favorite month of the year. Just sitting around, you know. If I'm not doing this, Ray, I'm sitting around, you know, watching horror movies with my kids. So I'm glad to be here, brother, as always. Anything for you. Absolutely, man. And uh, I didn't give a proper introduction to myself, but if you're listening to the show, hopefully you already know this is Ray. You can catch me on Twitter, Dars underscore smokes. And I'm trying to bring you guys the best of MMA Twitter's personalities uh, to have this conversation about some of this beautiful sport that we love. Um, and David is definitely one of the better heads in this game, in my opinion. So we're going to go ahead and get right back into it, man, because uh, today was a big day as a big day as far as uh, kind of some MMA Twitter news. Uh, I saw we're going to talk about the first thing that was Paige Van Zant went ahead and tweeted like 50 chicks on the flyweight roster. Yeah. But she deliberately excluded the only fighter on that roster that I am interested in seeing her fight, Macy Barber. Tell me what you think about that, David. Yeah, I mean, first of all, let's back this up. I don't understand why. Is Paige Van Zant even ranked, Ray? As I'm looking at it now, it doesn't even look like she's a ranked fighter. You know, they gave her a rank on Tuesday, conveniently. This past uh, this past Tuesday, she did get the number 15 rank, but okay, go ahead. So talking about the 15th rank flyweight, if I'm Macy Barber, I just don't see as Paige Van Zandt being the, the next fight that, uh, if I'm Macy Barber, I, I'm looking to go up. Paige Van Zandt is a name and a name only, although she has had some nice wins, and I do consider her to be uh, a tiny bit underrated in, in the octagon just because of her outside career overshadows everything. I mean, she's an Instagram model at this point. She's an influencer. Uh, I mean, when you think of Paige Van Zandt, how far down the list do you go until you say, oh yeah, she's a fighter too. Um, but if I'm Macy Barber, you know, I just don't see why this fight makes any sense. Um, I think she just wants to fight her to get that win under her belt against a name. You know, uh, that's great. You know, there's some other names that I would have in mind for Macy Barber ahead of Paige Van Zandt, but that's just me. No, I I can definitely see where people are coming from. Because when you look at the newly uh, established rankings, Paige Van Zandt is number 15. Macy Barber is now number 10. So the call-out doesn't make that much sense as far as the rankings go. But when you look at the story that has developed here, Mm -hmm. it's been – I'm going to just go go ahead and say it. It's a natural story to me. Sure. Macy might have initiated it, but the story is out there now. She slid into Paige Van Zandt's man's DMs and was asking for a fight. Paige thought that that was disrespectful. I thought that that was an excellent mental play. 
I, I don't know if that would go over so well if any of the other people on the UFC roster tries that. But for some reason, this time, I liked it. What did you think about that play, David? Yeah, I mean, that was a, that's if there's any way to create some sort of drama, I mean, that's the way to do it, man. That's that's great. I mean, I, I got no problem with that. The, the UFC is built on exactly what we just talked about right there, right? Um, yep. You know, that's great. I love it. I, I love it anytime the real world intersects with my fighting. Let's be real. But there, there's, you know, listen, there's, there's plenty of names out there. You know, why not? You know, uh, uh, a young lady who just fought for the title who was KO'd in devastating fashion and Jessica I. I would love to see that fight. There's there's so many more fights. And again, you know, I picked Macy Barber last year. I think it might even been with you when we did our, uh, our uh, breakout stars of the future for the beginning of the year. Yeah. And I picked her to be the breakout star this year. Um, yeah. She's a little behind Israel Adesanya. I think Izzy is far surpassed everybody as the breakout star for the year, but um, if I'm Macy Barber, I'm just, you don't need it, man. You don't need it. Your, your game talks for itself. It's the division has zero depth. I mean, I could see her fighting Valentina Shevchenko now. I mean, there's just no depth in the division. So, um, odd. I like the little sidebar. Um, Paige Van Zandt, I believe is on the last fight of her deal. I'm not even sure she's going to be in the UFC much longer. I, I True. Yeah. This is this is the last fight of her deal. And the UFC usually likes to negotiate with people coming off of a loss. Um, So it kind of would make it would it would be on par with things that the UFC has done in the past with fighters on their final fight in their contract. Um, Paige Van Zandt has only responded to one call out so far, and that's Alexa Grasso at women's strawweight so she's considering dropping down back down to 115 to fight the number 11 ranked alexa grasso in a division that she's not ranked in and if you ask me she wouldn't be ranked in anyway because low-key the 115 division it's it's kind of filling up yeah when i'm looking it's filled up yeah it's much better than 125 um I don't know. Paige Van Zandt, I just see like there's so many more money-making opportunities for her outside the cage that... So uh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. What are her money-making opportunities? What are you thinking? Because, you know, she does have some options. Great-looking girl. I mean, let's just look at it this way. Even if she wanted to continue fighting, how much money do you think Scott Coker would throw at her to get her name in Bellator? And... You know, uh, the 125 pound division of Bellator is what right now? You know, it's nil. So mm-hmm. she did much better chance to be a champion. Scott Coker championed women's MMA. It wasn't Dana White. It was Scott Coker in Force. He was the one who brought Ronda Rousey to Strikeforce, not, not Dana White. So we know that, you know, with the signings of Chris Cyborg and, uh, you know, some others that, they really want to push women's MMA. They got a lot of stars over there with Lareda and what have you. So even if she wanted to continue fighting, you know, the best bet for her might not even be in the UFC. You know, it might be in Bellator where they probably throw her a shitload of money because they want stars. They want names. True. And if she doesn't want to fight, how much money do these Instagram influencers make just putting pictures out all day? I mean, just, just, you know, Google the typical salary for an influencer and, and then, uh, you know, come back and see us. I mean, it's it's real. That's a thing. True. No, I agree. I agree. I just wonder how long her star lasts 
if she's not in the the spotlight. You know, because the UFC was her spotlight before UFC. Did anyone know who Paige Van Zandt was? Of course not. Of course not. You know, so um, I I just don't think that we should ever forget, you know, her roots and what, you know, got her to the dance and what really makes her Paige Van Zandt. Because she is a pretty woman, but she's also a pretty woman fighting in an octagon. You know, that's kind of like her shtick. If she's not fighting in the octagon anymore, then what do you got? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose she can uh, ride it for a little bit longer. Anyway, she is, she is, uh, um, as you said, uh, not as beautiful as my wife, but she's very beautiful. Do you like <laughs> I like you. You're, you're a classy fella, David. That's yeah. why I like you. All right, man, we're gonna go ahead and keep it pushing for these people. Uh, Tony Ferguson, man, he uh, he made an unexpected play the other day. So yesterday, I'm gonna just go ahead and read this tweet verbatim. He said, "A lot of shit talk." at Johnny Bones. You want to play again like we did in college? I bumped up two weight classes and I'll do it again. He put a cactus emoji and then he continues to say growth. You want to play chess? I'll be your huckleberry. Got you in two, Neanderthal. Talk to your pops. He knows who's champ. Hashtag ankle pick. Hashtag David versus Goliath. What do you think about that tweet, David? Yeah, that's insane. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I think it, I'll quickly comment on that. Obviously, nothing between Jones and Ferguson would ever happen. Uh, John Jones, who's a uh, the ultimate heel, um, came back and said, are you feeling suicidal, Tony? Which obviously, you know, was in poor taste. Um, I, I don't know why, Ray, that I'm reading Tony Ferguson tweets about ankle picking a light heavyweight and not talking about uh, the fact that the Khabib fight is booked and ready to go and we have a date. That worries me. Right, right. And and just to go ahead and quote the exact tweet that uh, John Jones has since deleted, it says uh, he, he retweeted Tony Ferguson and said, wait, when did this beef start? I thought we were cool. You over there feeling suicidal, Tony? Yeah. That's a low blow. Yeah, I know. I wrote this week uh, in the newsletter that I just really wish John Jones would just come out and go, yes, I'm a bad guy. I'm not going to do And I've said this to you a hundred times. I'm not the Bible thumping guy. I'm not going to even pretend to be that and just be a heel, man. Just be a bad guy. And all he has to say is, yeah, I'm a bad guy. And you know, what are you guys going to do about it? It's great. It, it would be the best heel of all time, but um, yeah. you know, his act comes off as phony. The real John is the one that you see right there. The real John is the one who DM'd me about two years ago and called me fat when I weigh 155 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> I wish I, I did screenshot the DM. I had it forever. And then I, I unfortunately, my phone broke. So, um, yeah. you know, if John Jones is sliding into random people's DMs that he doesn't even know because uh, they wrote an article about him, you know, that, that that's a true measure to me. It's just uh, not a good guy. Yeah, no, I, you know. I've never been the biggest John Jones fans. Uh, John Jones fan. He he comes off as someone who uh, has a lot of mental growing to do, and I think that he's on that journey. I just think he still's got a lot of ways to go. Uh, I can't completely write the guy off. As far as his uh, fighting accolades, they're definitely great. He will never really be the pound for pound goat to me until he goes up to heavyweight and proves that he can do to people who are similar length. Um, to him 
do those same things that he's done at 205. Because I just you're gonna get your wish soon, buddy. This I at 205. I hope so, David. I hope you were right. I would like to see John Jones fight either Steve Amy Elchich, someone like JDS, or someone like Francis Ngannou. Any of those names interest me. Ngannou has got no dance partner. Right? Ngannou was on Twitter last night begging to fight Alexander Volkov in Mo- Moscow in two weeks, the fight that Greg Hardy got. Oh! Nothing to do right now. So. Yeah, that's a great segue, because that was my next topic. Uh, JDS is now out of the fight. And Greg Hardy is in? What do you think about that, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, this is Alexander Volkov. Like, when did all Alexander Volkov become, like, this great heavyweight? Like, Alexander Volkov is not that good, guys. Greg Hardy's probably going to knock his head clean off his shoulders. Like, let's calm down a little bit. I think you're right. I think we are going to see Greg Hardy crack into the top (laughs) ten heavyweights. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. I know. I think I saw a tweet earlier. I wish I could uh, attribute it to somebody, but it was so right. Like, if Greg Hardy beats Alexander Volkov on uh, two weeks' notice in his home country, like, kind of going to have to start taking the guy seriously, right? You really do. You really do. Uh, when you look at Alexander Volkov, and um, he is number seven on the heavyweight rankings, um, there's not too many other guys ahead of him. So. I think that this is very interesting. I I think this is going to get really (laughs) ugly, and MMA Twitter is going to be very upset. I really hope, Ray, you know me very well. You're one of my good friends outside of here. I always say I root for the story. I don't care about the fighter. The best story is if Greg Hardy wins this fight. You're right. If Greg Hardy wins, that means he's going to have to get somebody in the top five. So everybody's going to get their wish. Oh, stop force-feeding him shitty opponents. Like, no. It's only going to be Derek Lewis. Uh, you know, Walt Harris, uh, Francis Ngannou. That's it. It's only going to be about two or three guys you can go up against after this. I'm surprised that they are giving him such a quick turnaround, um, especially after yeah. basically calling that last fight a no contest. Yeah, I think they wanted Greg to redeem himself pretty quick after uh, Inhaler Gate in, in Boston last weekend. So, Well, that's that's kind of good PR. I can see that. But That's I a mean, good idea on the UFC's part. Um Listen, let's let everybody forget it. This is now twice in a row. Um, you know, we had that issue in Brooklyn with the illegal knee fight that got taken away from him. Now the inhaler gate gets taken away from him. So uh, Hardy needs a good, clean win against a good opponent. And, and here it is, man. I agree. I agree. Man, it's, it's going to be a good one. Um, I'm pretty excited for the card. I mean, it's, it's like... Fights dropping tonight. Uh, looks like UFC 245 is going to be fucking insane. Did you see this? Yeah, uh, was that the one that Jose Aldo versus Marlon Moraes is on? And Uriah Faber versus Peter Yan. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing some absolute madness with that card. Um, Three title I, fights, and now all these fuck, all these undercard fights. So. Yeah, no, we got a lot of good uh, good content coming for you guys in the future. But you know, you guys know me. I like to keep these things short. David, man, it's already been 20, 25 minutes or something. Sure. No, 18 minutes. Sure. So, wow, man. This is by far the shortest podcast we will ever do. <laughs> well, you know, I'll always have you on, man. Um, I'll have you on probably another two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Anytime. Give me a call. I'm here, brother. 
Hell yeah. Well, you want to go ahead and drop your Twitter handle, all your credentials and whatnot for the peoples? Catch me at IrishMMA84. Um, probably, uh, if you're listening to this, you read my newsletter, The Fook, which, uh, the, again, I couldn't say enough. I write it every week. The feedback, the emails, the DMs, um, the text messages I get from people uh, yeah. from is overwhelming. It sometimes takes me a lot of time to get through it, but uh, um, I get back to everyone. Again, could never uh, thank uh, the people of MMA Twitter enough. Um, yeah, man, and big ups, big ups to you for that, the Fook, man, because it comes straight to my email, and I can kind of already read it in my notifications, and then I can really open it up and uh, dive deeper into the article. So that's a really cool uh, program you guys got. If you're not uh, subscribed to the Fook, just holler at David, man. He can get you guys signed up with the newsletter. It's actually pretty easy. Um, so, and, and kudos to you, man, for everything that you do, for getting me into this game. I, I can't thank you enough because you really did just reach out to me via uh, a random DM on Twitter, man. So uh, that's how this all began. It is my pleasure. And um, hey, you have a good night, brother. We'll catch up, I'm sure, uh, before the weekend. Oh, yeah, you know it. All right, you guys, we're out. Thanks, Ray Ray. <laughs>